Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of The Shaleen Show. I have also made certain that this is available for those of you who listen to Build Your Tribe. No matter what podcast you listen to, I know that having a productive year is important to you. The more productive we are, the more things that we can accomplish that are in alignment with the vision we have for our life. And that's exciting and that's fun. I just want to simplify this process. I've bought so many flipping day planners over the years and got like really excited with my pens and my papers and my markers and my highlighters and sat down excited to take on my year and then only ever using the day planner for like three or four days and then realizing it didn't really serve its purpose. It was more cumbersome than it needed to be or more complicated or it just had so many pages or spots I didn't need. It was overcomplicated. And so then I would try to customize my own and I've gone to websites and tried to kind of rearrange and design my own day planner. It just never worked. So I would resort to kind of like creating my own system on a Word document and don't ask me why, but I suddenly just realized like, why am I not sharing this with everybody else? And the hesitation that I had was that it was so simple. I didn't know if you guys would see the value in it. But then I started sharing it with some of my friends and they're like, oh my God, everybody needs this. It's so simple. It's so easy. It it works. Dude, it works. I'm like, okay, cool. So I want to share that with you. You can get yours by downloading it. It's free. And I'm going to tell you this, you're not going to print off a year's worth of days for your day planner. You're just going to print off seven days or 30 days or 90 days, whatever you have ink in your cartridge to print. Now, I've designed this day planner based on a 90-day goal system because as you know, I think that's the best. You can download your free day planner or workbook, if you will, by going to pushworkbook.com. And in this episode, I'm going to walk you through how to use the workbook. So, You can listen to this first and then do it with your workbook, or you can put me on pause, go download your workbook, and yes, of course, you can see it directly on your phone, which is pretty cool. So again, that link is pushworkbook.com. Okay, now I'm going to explain to you how to use this workbook. So like most people, I would go to Staples or you know Franklin Covey or Office Max or whatever, And I would buy a day planner at the beginning of the year and I would get really excited about using it every single day. I love taking pen to paper, like there's nothing better. However, I do believe because I'm not carrying around my day planner in my hand all day and I know you're not doing that either. What are we carrying around in our hand all day long every day? We're always with our phones. Nonetheless, There is a neuroscience behind taking your hand and writing out the words. There is a connection to our subconscious that cannot be replicated when we are on a digital device, period, end of subject. So as much as I love the digital side of planning and organization, you just cannot replace pen to paper. And I know you know this is true. There's something about like writing it out. And I don't know if it's because it takes more time, but it really releases it from your brain. I love it. But I get really excited about planners. Like I have all these like really pretty sparkly planners with like beautiful borders and all these different colors and all these different boxes and all these different check marks and all these different folders. And they're like this thick. And I'm like, 
dude, A, I'm not carrying that around. B, I don't have time. Like if I'm going to do all the stuff I'm putting in this planner, it's too much. Like I just need boom, boom. Okay, can we just do boom, boom? And so every year I would buy a day planner and I would like cross things out. And I'm like, am I really going to cross out all 365 pages? And this is so dumb. And then I started designing my own planners, like on those websites where you can customize them. And it was still like, kind of. And then I started realizing I don't want to have a day planner that lasts me a whole year's anyway, because I changed my mind halfway through the year. My goals change. My opportunities change. What's interesting to me changes. So I really am excited about those of you who are with me in changing the way we goal set to a 90-day system. That led me to trying to create my own Word document. Like, And I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to create my own Word document and I'm going to print it out and I'm going to put it in a folder like just like when I was a kid. And, and then I'm like, oh, this is a day planner and it works and it makes the system so freaking simple. And so I started testing it out with my friends and they're like, this is great. You should make this a day planner. I'm like, yeah, let's just do that. And they're like, and you should sell. I'm like, oh no, trust me, I am never gonna get into the business of like shipping things ever again. So I'm like, I'll just give it to people and they can print it, right? Okay, now let's talk about how to use it. So I assume that you did your homework, you already printed out, you have it in front of you. Now let's talk about how to use it, okay? I'm gonna try to do this as quickly as possible because I want you to actually do this. So if you haven't already printed it out, just a word of warning that you don't have to print out all 90 days from your printer. You might not have enough ink in your cartridge tonight. You only have to print out a couple of days if you want, and you can photocopy them tomorrow at Kinko's or at your office, or you can get a new ink cartridge and do it from home. The number one thing is we're going to give each area of our life a score. Step one is you go through all 10 areas of your life and you give them a score. The score is based on your own personal assessment, your own personal opinion, nobody else's. It's not, oh, I should give myself an eight here because my mom thinks I'm doing great. Or I should give myself a five here, even though I'm pretty happy with my finances, but I know that my husband isn't happy with them. No, the score is your score. It's the number that you, like how satisfied are you with where you are in that area of your life? If you're perfectly content, you give yourself a nine. I don't know about giving yourself a 10. I always think there's room for improvement, but you could even give yourself a 9.5, but it's your number. That's why you must, and I repeat, you must not have anybody else in the room when you do this assessment. You know why? Because they'll talk you out of your number. They'll go, really? You think so? You gave yourself a four? Really? And then you go, I don't know. What, is that too low? Is that too high? You'll do that. No, don't do that. You must do this part by yourself, by your lonesome, in a closet with a flashlight, like nobody else. It can only be yours, okay? Now, once you give yourself the score, again, this means like, do you feel you've hit the mark? Have you reached your potential? Are you happy with this area? And just let me give you a little warning that oftentimes the areas of our lives that are most important, we tend to score the lowest because... It's important to us and we want to do better. So if you're like, oh my God, I'm so sad. I scored these two areas so low. And that's so weird because they're really important to me. No, that's usually how it turns out. Like if it's important to you, you're typically going to score yourself a little bit lower because you're like, I know I can do better. So for example, I scored myself the lowest in spirituality and romance. And you guys might be like, 
romance? Really? You're not happy with Brett? No, I'm very, very happy with Brett. I think I can be doing a better job. And there's things that I want to do better as a wife. And I feel like I've missed the mark there. Now, this is important because once you scored, then pick one or two max areas that you gave the lowest number to. And you're going to write them down here at the bottom. Because what you're saying here is you're saying my current key priority. This means like at the moment, the number I need to work on pulling up is in these two areas. So for me, I wrote down spirituality and romance. So you're going to identify those. And that's important because that's step one. Then step two is you write at the top of your page. I just wrote down my thing. I just wrote down romance and spirituality so that I could focus on it. Okay, I'm just focusing on it. Now, the reason why I want to do that is because now we're going to start our goal setting and people don't do this and they should be doing this. This is why people are like, I don't know why I feel like a little unhappy and I'm not really sure why I can't put my finger on it. Like, I mean, things are good, but I don't know. Something feels off and people do this all the time and they're like, I don't know why, but something feels off. So we do that. We're like, yeah, I'm not sure why. I just feel a little off and I don't feel good about myself. Usually we don't feel good about ourselves when we don't have clarity, when we don't know what direction we're moving in. When we lack clarity, we just feel like kind of weird about ourselves. Sometimes it slips into depression. Sometimes it slips into like beating ourselves up. And sometimes it's just confusion. Like I'm not sure why, but things aren't right. Well, when you take pen to paper and you figure out like what area am I most able to improve upon what is most important to me. And then when you set goals, here's the key. When on January one or two or three or four, people sit down all over the world and they set goals for themselves and they go, hmm, what would be a good goal? Oh, I should try to work out five days a week. Uh, let's see, what would be another good goal? Oh, I know. I'm going to try to save money. Well, what would be another good goal? Oh, I know. I'm going to try to make more money. And they just like, they come up with these things. We all do it but we don't look at what area am I bummed out that I haven't done as well as I should have. And that's what your first three goals should be on. Your first three goals, do you hear me? Have to be that thing that you wrote down at the bottom of the last page. Your first three goals should relate to the area where you're like, I'm kind of bummed because I haven't reached my potential. I'm missing the mark on these really important areas. Hello, now we have goals that make us happy. Got it? I know. And most people don't do that. And you know what they do? They sit down to write their goals. They come up with five and they're like, I can't think of any more. Well, this is why you really need to think about where you've missed the mark by your definition. Then, so your first three goals, you write your first three goals have to do with whatever you put at the top, which for me was spirituality and romance. So my first three goals have measure and a date by which they're going to be done. So for example, one of mine, I said, I'm going to finish three faith-based audiobooks in the first 90 days of this year. And I've already finished one and I'm halfway through a second one. And I set these goals a week ago. So I'm pretty much crushing that goal. Then the next one was, I said, I'm going to, well, I don't need to read them all to you, but my first three all related to either Brett and or spirituality. Okay. The next seven goals, I don't care what they're about. They can be whatever's on your heart. If you run out of ideas, you can go back to the previous page where you inventory each area of your life and you can go, okay, oh, I could set a fitness goal. I'm running out of goals. Oh, I could set a finance goal. Oh, I could set a purpose goal, whatever. But the first three need to relate to your purpose. And the other seven, I don't care. Here's the rule though. They have to have measure. They have to push you outside of your comfort zone. You cannot list a goal that you're already on pace to hit. You know, like if you're already on pace for it, that's not a goal. 
That's just like a tracking system. So it's got to like push you outside of your comfort zone and it's got to challenge you and it's got to have measure. Like, so for example, you can't say, I am going to work out more regularly. There's no measure in that. You have to say, I am going to exercise six days a week or I am going to lose 23 pounds. That would have measure. Now here's the next piece that is cornerstone to making this ish work. You need a goal that makes all the goals happen. Okay, so what most productivity and success experts that I studied for the first 15 years of my life taught was including Brian Tracy and Eat That Frog is once you set your list of goals, focus on one and focus exclusively on one. And I would be like, okay, got it. And then I would focus on a big goal or I'd focus on one that was really important. I was always like, which one should it be? And oftentimes when you focus on that goal, there's like 20 other things you kind of need to do before. It just gets confusing and people don't know which goal to focus on first. So what I want you to do is this. Take a look at your list of goals, of your 10 goals, and then say, does one of these 10, if I accomplish it, does it make quite a few of the other ones possible? In other words, is it a domino goal? Is it a push goal, meaning it pushes other goals over? Does it have momentum behind it so that if I were to do this, then like this would happen and that would happen and this would happen and that would happen. And these other four goals, it doesn't really have any effect on them, negative or positive, but it does have a positive effect on quite a few of the others. That's called a push goal. Now, if you look at your list of 10, you might already have a push goal on there, but a lot of times people don't. And so they're like, oh, dang. Oh, yeah, I don't have a push goal on there. So then, if that's the case, you create an 11th goal. This is a manufacturer goal. This is not a goal that you're like, hmm, what sounds good? This is a goal that you create to make momentum, to knock over the other goals. For example, let me give you a quick example. When I did this earlier this week, I listed my 10 goals, most of which either meant spending more time with friends, spending more time with my spirituality, helping Brett with his book that's coming out in February, The Hangry Chef, going on a snowboarding trip with my girlfriends, creating a webinar for people on how to hire their own virtual assistant. These are like some of my goals. Going to bed and not being on social media, but spending that time listening to a podcast. Like, so these are all my goals, right? And I'm like, none of these are a push goal, really. None of these are gonna push the other ones over. I mean, some of them are big and they have momentum, but they don't affect the others. And so I thought, okay, based on all these goals that I have, the one thing that I need more of is time. I need to be able to focus. So I have to set a goal right now for myself that will clear my schedule. Now that breaks a rule for me because normally 98% of the time your push goal is financial. This is the first time in many, many, many years my first push goal is not financial. Here's what my push goal ended up being. I had to create an 11th goal and that was to change the whole calendar, the whole year. And I took Marketing Impact Academy, the launch off of my calendar for the quarter one. That was a goal. Now, I, I couldn't just decide to do that because there's so many people involved. We had affiliates and employees and hotels and consultants and scheduled filming dates and everything had to be moved. But I'm like, if I'm going to be legit, if I'm going to honor truly what's important to me, which is my spirituality and my romance 
and all these other things that I want to do. Who am I kidding? Right now, I don't need for anything except more time. So it's up to me to create it. And so I took that off my schedule. I mean, I made it a goal to take it off my schedule. Okay, so that was my first push goal. Have you figured out your first push goal? Here's what you do. You look at your push goal and say, okay, will that help me with this? So I said, okay, if I reschedule the marketing impact, will that help me in being able to produce a free webinar on how to hire your own VA? Yeah, it will, because I'll have like a boatload more time. Okay, will it help me to have time to take my girlfriends on a snowboarding trip? Yeah, it'll help me because I'll have a boatload more time and I'll actually be able to go on that trip and not be stressed. Okay, will it help me devote two hours a day, five days a week to helping Brett launch his book, The Hangry Chef, in February, yeah, and I won't be resentful of the time, I'll actually enjoy it, okay, right? So I'm like, okay, this is a good push goal. That's the page of your day planner. Next, what you do, and this is gonna seem repetitive, but repetition is the key to your success. You write out your push goal, and then you give it a due date. Look at my due date, I gave myself like a week. Can you give yourself the whole 90 days? Yeah, you totally can. But I knew if I could pull this off, I could do it in a couple of days and I would need to do it in a couple of days because it was going to affect everybody's schedules. Okay, so I set a date for January 4th and I wrote out my push goal. That's what you'll do on this page. And FYI, when you complete a push goal, you'll go back and either create another one or draw one from your list of 10. Now you take a personal inventory of what, it's this sheet. It's a personal inventory of what you're going to need to do better. What do I need to do less of? What do I have to learn? What do I have to stop doing altogether if I'm gonna pull this off? If I'm gonna pull this off by my date, by my due date, what do I have to stop doing? I gotta get honest and I gotta get off. I gotta be real frank with myself and say, okay, I gotta do this. I have to be serious. Okay, so you take a personal inventory. Next. Now what you'll do is you create a brainstorming list. This next sheet, and you know, you wanna print a couple of these off when you go to do your day planner because you'll have a couple of different push goals. Even through the course of 90 days, a lot of times people will get through a push goal in less than 90 days and so then they set another one. So it's okay to print out a couple of pages. So then what I do is I go, okay, what is everything, everything I would have to do if I'm gonna make this push goal happen? I need an exhaustive list of tasks actions and things that I need to do in order to make it happen. And the list should be exhaustive. It's a brain dump. It comes to you as it comes to you. And by that, I mean out of order. And some of the ideas that you'll list will be like really big and then you'll need to break them down even smaller and smaller and smaller. Because I want each of these ideas to take you less than 10 minutes if possible to do. So like I had to make a list of pros and cons and then I had to talk to Kevin about it. I had to talk to Brett about it. I had to talk to other people about it. I had to do a call to review with my staff. I had to check with our top affiliates. I had to talk to our vendors. I had to set new dates. I had to look at new filming dates. I had to look at our whole calendar. And I was like, this is something I wouldn't have even tried. Like changing the Marketing Impact Academy to launch date, I was like, when I thought about it at first, I'm like, that's too big. That's gonna freak people out. We've already got it planned. I shouldn't even do it. But you know what? I'll just go through a brainstorming list and who knows? And so when I did the brain dump, I'm like, dude, I can do this. If I can convince Brett and he thinks it's a good idea, then this'll work. And dude, we could do this in like a week and my whole life would be so much easier because my whole life will be mine. You know what I mean? Like my whole year can change in just one little exercise. Like my whole year can change just from doing one 10 minute brain dump and it did. I'm telling you, I hadn't even thought about this until I took pen to paper. 
The thought of changing the marketing impact date hadn't crossed my mind even once until I did this exercise, not even once, because it's very powerful when you sort through your thoughts on paper. I encourage you to do so. It's huge. So once I did that, I'm like, I'm going to get this done before January 4th. And we did. So you'll do that. And just keep coming up with a more exhaustive list. So my next push goal that I'm attacking is to finish a free webinar to teach people how to hire really great virtual staff. And so then what I did is I started creating a brain dump. And my brain dump includes things like, okay, watch two YouTube tutorials, watch other webinars on how people do this, check out research on the latest websites and new services that have popped up for virtual assistants, research what format people are going to want this live webinar in. Are they going to want to see it in video, slide form, me live, interactive, not interactive, see comments, don't see comments, research illustration type videos to explain more complicated concepts, research the top questions, assemble the best interview questions that we ask of our candidates, put together forms and documents and non-disclosure agreements that we have our virtual staff sign, um, create interview questions, teach people how to use Google Forms for this. It's everything I could think of. Okay, so now I'm like, okay, so creating a virtual webinar, I can do this in probably two weeks where it felt like something that was gonna take me months. So now once you have your brain dump, this is all getting really, really down to the thing that you're gonna do every single day. And here it is. So you will have 90 of these. This is your day planner. But see, the problem is most people, when they buy a day planner, it's a schedule that has nothing to do with what you want to accomplish. Okay, so now you've done the pre-work that makes a day planner have purpose. That's my whole thing is like most day planners don't have any purpose to them. Now you have a day planner that has purpose because here you write your three things you're going to do every single day. You pick three off of your brainstorming list. Your brainstorming list is your tasks. That's why I told you they don't need to be in any particular order because now you'll look at the whole list and then you'll go, okay, so today is Tuesday. What three things can I do today that are fast and I should probably do first? And you don't have to come up with that every single day because it's already in your folder. It's already in your dang folder. So you don't have to like wake up and go, I gotta get back in the mode of thinking about that. No, you already did it. You did it once and it's all right there in your notebook. I know. It's all already in your notebook. You already came up with this huge exhaustive list when you were in that mode. So now you, your list, you're like, oh, now it's Wednesday. Now it's Thursday. Do I have to think about that again? No, I do not. I just have to flip back to my brainstorming page. That's all I have to do. And some days you won't even flip back to that page because you already know like what you need to do. So you'll start every day by doing this. First, you're going to list one thing that you're grateful for. My husband said today, list something we're grateful for every day. I'm like, yeah, and feel free to put my name down every day if you want. But I mean, you can put things down like, I'm grateful for coffee. I am grateful for waterproof mascara. I am grateful for my health. I am grateful that today I can wake up and I can breathe. I'm alive. My family is healthy. But you need to start your day because you won't be great until you're grateful. You can't be great without being grateful. And you can't be in a bad mood and feeling grateful at the same time. When you feel grateful, it's like endorphins for your energy, for your life, for your goals, for your productivity. So start with gratitude. That's why I have you do it. It's not because I'm trying to like, you know, 
I don't know, be touchy-feely and all warm and fuzzy with you. I want you to be great. And I want you to be in the right mindset for planning your day. Okay, so you're going to write down what you're grateful for. Then, of course, at the very top of your page, every single page, you see what you write down? You write down your push goal. Because your push goal is at the top of your mind every freaking day until it's done. It's the first thing you're thinking about is your push goal every single day till you're freaking done with it. Then when you're done with it, you'll write your new push goal in. You write down what you're grateful for, and then you write down three tasks that can be done in 10 minutes or less that relate to not your important goal, y'all, your push goal, the one that has momentum. Next, you schedule your day. You block it out. At the bottom here, let's talk about this. This is how you track your health. You're going to either put a little check mark, whether you did cardio, check mark if you did flexibility training, check mark if you did strength training, the number of hours of sleep you got the night before, and then you're going to rate your nutrition the day before so that yesterday, what was your nutrition on a scale of one to 10? 10 being great, one being pretty bad. Okay. And then I will be of service to whom? Now you can say, I will be of service to my children. I will be of service to my social media followers because I'm going to teach them how to make their first 90 days of their year like so stellar. It's going to rock their world. And like I, today I can write, I will be of service to the people who support and love me on Periscope and Facebook because I'm going to teach them how I do this. And when you are of service to other people, you are living in your purpose. When you serve other people by helping them avoid your pitfalls, your shortcomings, your challenges, when you help others is when you step into your purpose and you're living your life the way God intended you to live it. Your challenges, the tough stuff that you've been through, the only way to explain, the only way to make sense of why all that stuff would happen to such an awesome person like you is one thing purpose. You were meant to help others. You were meant to inspire others. You were meant to help people in some way. Trust me, it's true. And I want you to recognize that. I want you to know that. And it's because when, when you have purpose, when you know you're serving other people's, even in the smallest of ways, even if it's just one person that you're serving, you are living your life the way God intended you to live it. So you'll write down who you're going to be of service to. And then this is something that's really important to me because I keep this in my bathroom, to be honest. So when I'm blow drying my hair and getting ready in the morning, and maybe that's why, because I'm not on my phone. I'm not distracted by social media and text messages and emails, et cetera. So I really do deep thinking when I'm getting ready in the morning and when I'm in the shower. And so I keep my planner in the bathroom and I just write things out very quickly in the morning. Okay, now, One last step. Once you've done this and it's pen to paper, yes, it's permanent. Are you carrying this around with you all day? No, no, you're not carrying this around with you all day. So what do I want you to do? I want you to take a screenshot of it. I want you to take a screenshot of it with your smartphone because now you're carrying it around with you. Of course, you know, I got to create an app for this too. And I will, but I can't stress enough the importance of putting it down on paper first. You have to. It just goes in your subconscious. It's like, you know how like some things where you put them down in your phone and you forget about them. But when you write something out, you can actually picture your handwriting and you can picture the thing that you wrote it down on. You can see it and it puts it in the front of your conscious mind. 
And when things are at the forefront of our mind, th those are things that we focus on the most. Those things become our reality, and that's how we get things done. Y'all, that's it. That's all I got for you. Download this and start using it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. And as usual, I want you to know you are the bomb.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Shaleen Show. Don't forget, you are the bomb.com. And I have a gift for you because you know what? It is my honor to be able to spend this time with you. And I don't take it lightly. I do think it's amazing. And I want to share with you, if you haven't already gone through my 30-day push program, I want to invite you to do that. You can do so by going to thepushchallenge.com.